This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. Um, I'm Ben Platt. Um, thank you for listening and tuning in again, like you do in most weeks. Um, we are on, what are we on, episode, what, what are we on, six, five seasons? Six, 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 I think. Yeah, he's just cracking on again. Um, on the pod this week, I'll just introduce quickly, we've got Dunk McCready, we've got Harry Edwards back from our insights, and Louis, it's moi. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. He hasn't been on since season one. Is right back to season one, mate. I think it was like episode four, three or four, mate. You haven't been on since then. So um, welcome back, mate. You all right? Yeah, all good. Yeah, cheers for me get, uh, getting me back on. I know it's been a while. Um, just been busy with work and catching me at the wrong time, I think, when you've asked me to come yeah. back on. But, <laughs> but no, yeah. How's no. your old man, mate? How's your old man? Yeah, oh, he's, he's doing great after those tequila roses at Watford. <laughs> I was going to say, mate, last time I saw well, seen him a couple of times at away ends and he's away games, and he's um he's loving it, isn't he? <laughs> the tequila roses, hugging everyone. <laughs> he's good though, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all good. And obviously, yeah, it's good. good seeing you boys at um, Watford and Southampton. So uh, yeah, all good. Cool, Harry, you good, mate? Yeah, good. All good. Um, got me on here rather than recording my own podcast. So uh, oh, guys. <laughs> Didn't agree to that. Um, so yeah, important stuff today. No, I'm only joking. Yeah, our, our our insights does a podcast. So yeah, if you you know if you give it a listen after this, decent. And Dunk, you good, mate? Yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, let's get stuck in then. Not since last time we did a pod. There's been a couple of games: Sunderland, Swansea. Um, two home games, um, one point. Um, I think we were talking before before we came on about it's just a bit of a lackluster, really. I mean, who knows what would have happened at Sunderland? One nil up. I, I still think it would have been tough because I thought Sunderland uh, hadn't really got going by that point. Um, 
But I was I was disappointed with the way we played after ten men personally. I know it's difficult, you know, seventy minutes. It's difficult. Good size, Sunderland. Um, spread the pitch well. Play with width. Um, but I just thought, especially the second half, I yeah, it felt like we kind of just gave up a little. Not gave up, but we and the inevitable was happening. Um, we defended for too long. You can't defend that long, I don't think. Um, which was disappointing. And obviously Swansea. I mean. Shouldn't have been a goal, should it? After six minutes, uh, handball. I don't know how. I say I don't know how, but it's just the EFL in it. Um, how and it, and it gave them something to sit back on, didn't it? Stuck maybe on the ball. They got three three decent centre backs as well. Armstrong. He looked a bit lost in the that game. Like, I think it was maybe a game too much for him. I'm not sure, but um, maybe or maybe I don't know. He's just better suited away from home. He just needs to find a way of playing at home to find space and, and to get that extra yard. Um, but in the end. Incredible Lyndon Dykes header. So one 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 point. Not great. Dunk, what's your view, mate? What's your take? Um, obviously we'll start with Sunderland. Um like you said, we started alright. I thought like obviously we got the goal from um Kenneth Powell. Thought Sunderland didn't start well, but they were growing into it before Colback got sent off. But I mean, he's a seasoned pro, it's a lunge, it's over the top of the ball, he can't have many complaints about it. And it's put us in a position where we've had to then defend for, what, 70 minutes with 10 men. And But like you said, I think Ainsworth possibly sat back far too quickly and shut up, like, thought, we've got a goal, we've got a lead, let's just see what we can do with it. And we, we always say we struggle after 65 minutes anyway with fitness. So defending for that amount of time with 10 men, we were always going to get like broken down. And obviously, always an ex-player comes back to haunt us. Jack Clark. I thought he was he excellent. Kind of, day, he, 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 was, he was brilliant. And it just highlights, again, we rate Paul Smith going forward so much, but defensively against a, a decent winger in this league, he struggles. And him and Ozzy, I felt, struggled against Jack Clark. Harry, had anything to add, mate? Yeah, that that's true. The Jack Clark stuff. I, I thought I thought he looked brilliant, a class above really on the day. But in terms of the story of the game, like I logged on to Twitter after, and I I just felt I just felt as if as soon as Colback went off, it was only ever going to go one way. Yeah. But on Twitter, like still people were moaning, and personally for me. I feel I feel like Sunderland potentially the worst team in the league to play against with ten men, so I, I think it's so tough the way they move the ball. They're like a like a very good youth team. Like there was no longer passes unless it was a uh, ball into the box. It was just constantly zipped across the floor, and like the midfield at points were just doing doggies from side to side. And this is in the first half, and I'm just watching it thinking it's only a matter of time until they score. So. Um, I, I personally don't blame Ainsworth. I don't I don't blame the lads at all either. I thought they put in a pretty big shift. And I just think it all just came down to that red card. Without that red card, who knows? Our game plan was sort of working up until that point, frustrating them and then hitting them quickly on the counter. But I, I didn't really get the negativity after the game personally. I think like it's just one of those where if ever we play a team and they go down to 10 men, they always seem to rally and we we struggle. And I feel like we didn't 
like they often say it's harder to play against 10 men and for Sunderland it wasn't like the case like we didn't I don't feel that we made it as difficult for them to play against us is my only take from it I don't know whether I thought this after that we Angels have got it's got us so well drilled in relation to what we're doing in this formation right I think everybody knows what they're doing in this formation right that we're playing it's obvious that that's the case but when this happened I don't think anyone really knew not that they don't know what to do but it was very much oh god we're out of you know everything's gonna do you know what I mean the game changed formation changed there was a lot more space and everyone I don't know I just felt like it it um derailed everyone a bit from what they're supposed to be doing I, I don't know that was just my view Louis I don't know if you've got anything to add mate do you think that that cold back tackle was terrible <laughs> right from the stands on the on you know on the day of the game like, I, I didn't think it was a red but obviously watching it back it was pretty horrific but um I mean I agree with what you were saying Ben like even with 10 men you want to see a bit more like you, you watch some games when teams go down to 10 men and you know they they put a bit more effort in or they try and at least change it up to maybe you know try and catch a team on a break or create a few chances and we just didn't we didn't seem to change anything and I'm not look I know it's hard what Harry was saying against Sunderland with 10 as well but I just was disappointed that we just did not seem to do a thing like and you know I mean what minute was it 20 odd minutes in and there was a long time left in that game and um it was just frustrating to see us just sit back and then when we did get the ball we just kicked it long giving it back to them and then you know how good they are with, when, when they've got the ball so it was just frustrating and um we, we they probably thought well if we keep you know kicking it long they they, they were loving it so yeah um I, I hope you know I was hoping we could have done a little bit more but it weren't to be and then obviously well you probably touched on it the other night as well wasn't, wasn't too great either what happened then? Yes, on the Harry Wap Swansea game, a bit lackluster. Um, I actually don't. I don't know. What, I don't know. Someone I spoke to a couple uh, just after said that we were better at Sunderland. They saw more positives on the Sunderland game. I disagreed. I thought that the, that that we were better at Swansea. I know it wasn't great at times, and I was. I thought it was difficult because they got the early goal, and I just thought that's perfect for them. Early goal, sit back. I thought that didn't think that helped us, um, but. I, I saw a few more positives in the Swansea game. I don't know what your view was, mate. Yeah, we, we took the game to Swansea second half and it was actually quite nice to see us on the ball. I thought that Swansea actually started really well and yeah. I think they'll probably be kicking themselves that they almost took their foot off the pedal. Like Even after scoring, they they carried on going to like the 20th and then they really started to sit back in. And um, for, from their point of view... I feel like if they just carried on, they probably would have gone on to win that game. Um, but then it was nice to see us putting our foot on the ball and actually playing some decent stuff rather than being so reliant on these outlets with uh, Smith and Armstrong in behind. We were sort of creating chances in other ways. And it wasn't... I mean, we didn't we didn't play amazingly well, but we, we were... We deserved that that equaliser. I felt um, towards the end. Um, uh, yeah, that was that was my sort of take. It was if we'd gone on to lose it, it would have been very frustrating. But I felt like we knocked on the door enough to get that goal at the end. We um, go on, Yeah, no, uh, what Harry was just saying there. But I mean, how many times did we knock it long to Smith the other night? I mean, it was 
it was becoming a bit too sort of obvious that we were going to do that. Mm. I mean, it worked quite a few times to be fair, but I think towards the second half they were. They, I think they clocked on, and I think you know just change it up a bit. And obviously we did get it down and create a bit more. But I mean Ainsworth was saying about sort of we were creating a lot of chances, but you look at it, and I mean I was there, and to me, I clear cut chances there weren't many at all to be honest with you. Oh. Um, and then I mean there was a few balls when we had put two up front no one got on the end of it um so I suppose you can count them as chances but I, I don't know I just still don't think it was a great performance I, wor- I worry when um when when we need to have plan B I, I sometimes you know I'm no expert obviously but I just feel sometimes we're, we're one dimensional if we've got to change it up if that's when it becomes tough or it feels like it looks like it becomes tough I don't know. We're not naturally playing like that. Like we, I don't know whether we've started the season. We've built up this counter-attacking sort of get get up as quick as possible, get up to Armstrong, let's go. That when a team sat back like that again, I thought we would. It looked a bit like really forced. Um, Doug, I don't know what you thought on Armstrong. Uh, obviously, he's, what a talent, and we need to nail him down with a contract ASAP. But um, I don't know whether Tuesday was. Should have been Dykes starting, don't know. Well, I, I was I was surprised Dykes didn't start on Tuesday. I thought that was an obvious change after the weekend. I thought Dykes to start and then bring Sinclair on for the last half an hour. Give Dykes like 60 minutes to try and get some fitness back up. Um, but obviously it worked the other way around because Dykes came on and got the header. When Swansea's defenders yeah. were tired, they were dropping a bit deeper. Um I, it was difficult, like Louis said. Like we kept playing that kind of same ball over the top for Smith, and he just his end product on Tuesday night just wasn't good enough. Like there's so many times he put a ball in, and it was either behind someone or he's like the second half he smashed one straight across the box, and it was like completely out for a throw. Like was nowhere near getting anywhere. I just felt a little bit his, his decision making in the final third wasn't quite as sharp as it's been in other games recently. And I feel like we had a lot of huff and puff, but no, we got to the final third and we couldn't put that killer pass through or create that clear cut chance. I, 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 um, Chair and Willick, I thought were looking up for it. I thought, I thought when they got the ball, they were looking up for it. I just thought they were too far away. I just think that we were, we were too stretched. We, we should have, again, I, I, maybe towards the end of the first half, we maybe stepped up five minutes because I think in that kind of four, if you can get Willick and Chair, in and around the box, they're going to do something. But I just thought they, they were doing nice little turns and nice little flicks, but it's just all too far away from the goal, I thought. Um, but I actually thought Chair had a really good game. He look, he looked, he looks like he's now everything's all sorted, the window's shut. He's going to have to knuckle down, isn't he? And he wants to get in that Morocco team, doesn't he, for January, maybe another, maybe a January move. So he's going to have to do something, right? I don't know what anyone's view is. He took the game to them, really. Yeah. It was... I was pretty impressed. Like it's easy to hide. I mean, no, no footballer should, no professional footballer should. It's their job, but it's easy to. But he was just, even with someone right up his ass, he would be showing for the ball constantly, and um, he deserved that assist. And I, I was, I was impressed, really impressed. Taking his, taking players on, he hit that same switch to Smith like a couple of times. Like, but. How many of our players would be able to hit that switch right to his feet? And sometimes you forget that with Chair because he can be frustrating, but he is, in terms of quality, a level above. And he 
if he can play with that sort of intensity and thrust to take the game to the opposition, then we've got a player on our hands for the season. So, yeah, that he was promising. I felt Willock not as much. I did. I, no, I, I thought he did all right. I thought he had little snippets of turns, and he fuck. I don't know, I don't know. But again, he's just too far away from the goal for me. I just think he loses it. Like, he'd take on a player or two and then it's lose it or just a silly pass. He's, he's better when he's in the, right in and around the box. Mm. I think he looked a bit off the pace. Yeah. Someone else said that to me, so... I mean, it's just mad, isn't it, really? You just look at the downfall. I mean, what has it been about? It's been a good six months now, hasn't it, really, since he's sort of looked like this. Like, he come back from his injury and he just... I don't know. It's very, it's just, it's, it's, it's awful to see like the downfall because obviously how good he was and then obviously thinking, oh, is he, was he going to leave? But now he's still here. Like you just want to see a bit more, but yeah. It's a shame because whether it's mental within football, um, some people I've spoken to, some, some players actually will feel when injuries there and they'll go to like the medical team and there's nothing there. And you don't know whether his hammy's gone twice badly and he's starting to, he might he might he might be fearing that one's gonna come on. He might yeah. be feeling that there's an issue there when there's not. So, so you, yeah, you don't he looks like he's playing within himself, doesn't it? Like he's conscious mm. that he he's not gonna be making that full sprint because he's worried that if he does, it will just go again. And if he's like if he's playing like that, then we're nowhere near gonna get the best out of Chrissy Willock. To get the best out of him, you need to play him a lot, I think. Like he needs to consistently play and he just needs to consistently Keep, do you know what I mean? He needs to get that form back, but it's difficult because you know, that goes back to Harry's comment. You can't carry him in games, I don't think. Not we can't afford to carry him, yeah. But that goes back to Harry's comment, doesn't it? About if he's got this kind of fear of his injury reoccurring, he's not going going to want to play every minute or every game. He's going to be like, manage me, manage me. He's going to be like, I'll play an hour or I'll play 75, but I don't want to do the full 90. I'm not going to be able to do. 10 sprints, I'll do five sprints kind of thing. Like, it, maybe it is trying to get someone into, like, if it is mental, like, have someone to come in and try and get him out of that little slump of it. Mm. One player that I do really, really, really like, and I'm really, is is Cook. I just think he's great. I think he's excellent. I think that, again, he's not the, it's not like he's not the quickest, but he, he always seems to get there, doesn't he, in the, in the end. And he, I don't know, I just like him. I like the way he, He's always shouting, and he's always looks like he's leading. I just, and he's actually a really good defender. You yeah. know, I like also that he went off injured with a groin. Right? It looked like he was. He he said he tore it or something when he went off. He was like did some sort of gesture, and then he's back. Yeah, obviously, I think that goes down to the mentality thing, doesn't it? With like we said about Chris Willick, obviously, Cook's probably gone. I've got an injury, but I'm going to come back stronger, and I'm I'll play through it. So. Yeah. And Ben was talking there about Cook, like the way he just comes across. And the other night, notice when we scored in the in the 92nd minute, he was saying to him, "Get back!" Like I think we could win it. And he was, I think we took our time getting back a bit, and he was getting a bit frustrated. And that, I think that just shows his mentality, doesn't it? Yeah, and I feel like he's got that kind of Premier League experience where I feel like at Championships level he can read the game. So not having that yard of pace. He can just kind of, he knows where he's supposed to be. He's, he's anticipating what the pass is going to be played. So I feel like he reads the game so well for us at the back. Yeah, and I think obviously the system we're playing, he just come in, isn't he, and just sort of solidified it. And 
I mean, with him in the centre of the three, I mean, I mean, I don't know who, when everyone's fit, who, who would you sort of play? Would you put Clark sort of back in on the left with him and then have, you know... I was surprised Clark Salter didn't get a start in either of these two games because I thought um, when he came on for Cook the other week, he, he did really, really well. And I, was, I thought he might have got a start. But obviously, Ainsworth appreciates the fact that Cook and Fox are doing a good job as a pair. So maybe he doesn't want to break that up at the minute. What's great is the options that we're going to have. I mean, obviously, we've got a new signing, we think, in, in, in um, Reggie Cannon. And I don't know, Harry, if you... I don't know if you know any, any more about him, <laughs> um, but we um, there's certainly some options in there. We've done coming back as well, um, so I don't. It, it's quite competitive in there, and Fox has been really good. I think the start of the season as well looks pretty solid. Sometimes it's a bit laboured, but nah, generally really good. And the same with Cook. So we've got some options there, haven't we? Yeah, like you said, I think Cook's fantastic, and when you said about. Clark Salter, he is just that. He is an upgrade on Fox, as good as Fox has been. And, you know, he they've been doing all right, so no one's going to want to break it up. At some point, if Clark Salter's fit, he's going to have to play because he's one of our best players in terms of quality. And it's such a shame about the injuries because I, I, I sort of defended him. You know, he's a good player. But when he came on against Borough, it's almost like he's better than you remember, like... You, you're thinking Cook's gone off old oh dear, he's been brilliant. And then we get this guy who comes on who defends effortlessly and then he, he's like baiting the press as if he's some sort of Brighton defender. I mean, Cook and Cook and Fox aren't putting their ball, uh, putting the foot on the ball and rolling it around waiting for the player to come to them, are they? So it's like, we've got to get him into the 11 when we can. And I'd be surprised if he's not starting against Birmingham, personally. I feel that. I think there'll be some changes, but this Reggie Cannon can play right centre back as well. So we we really do have some options, don't we? Um, which is good. <laughs> Start a back. Um, That's what we're gonna be doing. <laughs> do you feel that, there'll definitely be changes back there for Birmingham, won't there? I've just I've just been watching um, Pavel Shoek. <laughs> yeah, he's just playing now against Aston Villa, and I've just been watching. He, he scored, hasn't he? As he didn't score he's, anything, he, did he? He did. He scored oh, the first goal for for him wherever he plays for now. I'm not going to try and. I swear, I'm assist. It was the second, the second goal. I think it was. Still looks exactly the same. Goal and assist. I liked him. Actually. He still looks and plays the exact same. He'd fit into our wing back system now, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, he'd be great there. <laughs> he's yeah, he's definitely. But what about um, what about um, Gareth Ainsworth? Then are we, uh, you know, we spoke quite a lot about him in the last pod. Um, we, uh, are we? I think it's, we're definitely going somewhere. I think I can get what we, it, we've we said it last week, but it's quite clear how we're going to play and the way we're going to play. And actually, if we can stay clear of injuries, I think we'll, we'll be all right, won't we? Come on, someone. I, I, I'm still... Uh, you know what? Because after the, before the international break, we picked up that win at Borough and... You know, we've looked better. And then I thought, right, there's a bit more positivity and I'm feeling better about things. But I've just still got this, like, feeling that he's nowhere near good enough. And I just, I still think we're going to struggle. I just, I don't know. I, I, I've still not got a lot of faith in, in him, I'll be honest. But just, let's just, the, the positivity continues. But 
I'm quite an optimist. I, I've, I did feel like we were going down after Watford. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And if if we hadn't changed anything, like I, I don't even know, it could have been a record points tally, lowest points tally from that first game. Not sure what we were trying to do. But since then, I think he's made us tougher to break down. Um and more of a threat going forwards. But there are still things that we can do better. But I think we've got a solid base. And luckily, I think Huddersfield are pretty rubbish. I think Sheffield Wednesday are rubbish. And I think Rotherham are rubbish. And Swansea weren't much cop, but they'll probably get a bit better. I think I think we'll be okay if we steer clear of injuries. My main concern is goals. Like where are they actually going to come from? Like Armstrong, if he gets six or seven, I'd be pretty happy with that to be honest given his form in front of goal Dykes hopefully he's going to get 10 but outside of that if Willock's not going to be scoring the chair might pop up with a few it's it's tricky Smith's not taking his chances yet that's the only concern for me if we if we can't start finding these goals more reliably but I don't know about you guys it's chair isn't it? I just think that oh, if we could get him going and get, I wonder whether that is one reason why a club hasn't taken the risk or the gamble on him. Is is there's no doubt he's a great football player, and there's no doubt that he, you know, on his days as good as anyone in this league. Just he just needs to add more numbers and be just a little bit more consistent, and do it. And, and that's where we should you should we should be saying now, right? He's chair should be getting ten goals a season, mm. right? I think, or he should at least be aiming for it. But actually, when you look at it, I. I'm not sure he will. He definitely should be get like looking for double figures for goals and assists with the ability he's got. But like we said, like sometimes it's the movement in the box from other players. Like obviously we were in the group chat the other day and we we're saying about how none of the midfielders were really making those like kind of number eight runs to get into the box. So we'll make we're like we're getting chances, we're creating chances, but there's nobody in and around the right areas like some of the times to be finishing them. And I think Chair, we've often said he holds onto the ball for so long because he's waiting for that kind of option to be there for a cross. So I think that's what holds us back is our lack of attacking like intent sometimes. Yeah, we do lack that no, Lou. Don't you think the, the depth is obviously going to come into play as well? I still think the depth of the squad, like as the season goes on, surely we're a couple of injuries are bound to hit, and especially up front. I mean, 
I think Ainsworth said the other week <clears throat> that we don't necessarily need a striker, but surely we need to just get another body in, you know, regardless of just, I don't know, someone who's available obviously on a free, but I just, I, that's another thing I worry about, the depth really. I mean, you look at Colback, obviously got red card out for three games. Dazelle drops back in a bit deeper and then we still don't look like, we just look different in midfield again. We look overrun and, I just worry, like, it's key players and then we'll just look a totally different side. Well, no, he, he's mentioned a couple of times about Kenneth Powell sitting in there. I'd like to see him in there. It's not easy just to throw him in, isn't it? But um, I don't know. If we, we spoke to him about it on here, didn't he? Yeah. We, we spoke to he was, Kenneth and he said he'd not, not been spoken to uh, about that role by Ainsworth. No. So it feels weird that he would just throw him in there. Yeah. But he's mentioned but it a couple of times. did say the other day in, a, in an interview that he's an option... But that that centre mid department is slightly slim, and I mean, I, I never rated Duke McKenna much at all. Hopefully, he's not listening. But uh, <laughs> but one thing he has got is energy, which is quite a big thing for an Ainsworth side. Like even if he's coming on towards the end, like he did Southampton, uh, he'll put himself about and. But it's not it's not quite enough. If he's going to be starting games at this level, you you'd be a little bit worried. And we're like you say, Louis, we're only maybe like two injuries away from that happening. So, uh, yeah, and Dixon Bonner's kind of the same in that mould, isn't he? He's okay, but really, especially in the two, do you really want him playing in the two in there with field? Oh, I don't know. Maybe some of these could get away with a three, sort of playing a bit further out wide. You might be able to get get away with it, but. Yeah, it's asking a lot from them, isn't it? I just want to quickly touch on the fan forum. I don't know if you lead on to a couple of points we've made. I, I, I don't know what any of your views were, if you watched it or, or saw bits and bobs of, of, of what happened. Um, it was quite um, it, it was quite timid and tame from normal fans forum when I watched it. Um, I was expecting some harder-hitting questions, and but I don't know whether it was because Abbott was there and Ruben, and it, I don't know, it had like a bit more of a scene feel. I don't know, people didn't want to moan as much, which was good. I mean, there was no toilets or anything like that, complaints. But um, but Abbott spoke, uh, you know, uh, we know they've made really bad decisions, haven't they, in, in, in the past. But I, I just think that it's better the devil you know. And, and it, still fit, it doesn't feel like they're trying to get out of the club. It still feels like they're trying to make it work. Whether it will or not, I don't know. But it felt to me, watching it, that they were definitely not looking for an out. Um I think that the, the, there was talk of the DFO. They're they're looking at getting him in, and and that's taken its time. But it definitely sounds like someone's coming in. Um, which which was Gareth when we spoke to him was 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 trying to petition against not us not bringing one in, <laughs> and he could do it all. Um, but it sounds like someone's coming in. Um, there was a good uh, the Ben Williams came on and had a good chat. I really liked him. Talk when we we're talking about injuries, he gave a really good example of. Of or good explanation of what we're trying to do, and actually, I think he said, was it ninety-one percent um, availability rate so far this season, which is the highest it's been in like fifteen years or something, which is good. So it kind of shows that it's working, and, and that whatever with the loading and the stuff that we're doing is keeping players and available and fit. Um, I don't know if anyone else saw that bit. Did anyone else? You know, obviously, we do have the, probably the smallest squad we've had for a few seasons, though. So that helps with keeping that figure high, higher up. Like we've got rid of the likes of like 
Amos, who was always out injured. Obviously, last year we had the lone players who would play a game and be out injured for three games. Like, I don't think they're going to be available tomorrow, are they, <laughs> for Birmingham? No, I so... think they're out. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was perfectly have... worded. Did you see the yeah. wording? It was like, oh, they've had a setback. Tyler Robertson's had a setback. Laird's had a setback. Don't, I, I, one of it is, I don't know when he's going to return. <laughs> Tyler Robertson. But I feel like with the players we brought in this summer, they don't seem to have the injury records that some of the other players we've been getting in recently have. So that will help as well. But it's key. That's key, isn't it? I mean, it, like you said, every, Louise said, everyone said, if, if, if we are to, to stand in the charts this season, we have to make sure these players are fit. We have to because we're two or three injuries in key areas away from being in real trouble, you know. So yeah, but it sounds like it sounds to me like they've got a plan there, which was probably more than we had last season when it comes to injuries and reoccurrence and managing injuries and stuff like that. And like Jake Clark sort of might benefit a little bit from just doing training and building up, and maybe then just getting thrown in like he probably would have done last season. Um, did any of you guys watch the forum? Is there anything you took out of it? Oh gosh. I'm going to mention one thing. You know the um, the American guy who's bought shares into the club? Uh, is it Richard Riley, I think? Yeah. And I thought it was a bit odd because someone asked about, you know, who's bought Fernandez's shares and Amit said it was between him, Ruben and this Richard Riley. And he was in the room, but he didn't, like, want to come on and say anything. Like, I just thought that was a bit strange. Like, if he's sort of higher up, like, don't you want to... No one's heard from him. Like, I want to hear what he has to say about things. And... I just thought that was a bit strange because he was there, but he just, you know, didn't seem that it was arranged for him to speak. Um, but then it sounds like there's really more American interest, isn't there? Because that thing came out the other month that I think people have been going to the training ground. So that might link to this director of football that they're talking about. Um, might be looking one, looking at one from overseas. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Maybe they're taking their time on it. They don't want to rush it and... Maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing, but like you said earlier, it doesn't sound like they're planning on going, does it? I think in terms of not rushing the director of football stuff, it sort of helps having Gaz here because he he will yeah. effectively was a director of football at Wickham. They had nothing above him. He was calling everything as he has been doing for us here. So as he had that experience and it's not, it doesn't take a genius to work out. He really does want what's best for the club. So he'll, you know, he's been made, the signings he's, he's made, like there's been nothing fancy, but it's all been, it's addressed what we needed, that experience. And we have, we have got a fair few exciting youngsters and it's almost like this season, these older heads like Steve Cook and that have come in and they're going to help them along. I don't know. I, I feel like um, Gaz has done all right as, as a stand-in director of football so far. Yeah, but it's yeah, but it's, it sounded like they were close to bringing someone in. I don't know from what I read through yeah. the lines, they were kind of well, want to... a certain someone's just left Huddersfield. <laughs> <laughs> I can't you know, see that happening. I no Warnock as director of football. Well, <laughs> He'll be back, mate. He'll be back in January, no doubt. I don't know where. Um, a couple of other bits I pulled out was um, about we had the, what was it, the the wage bill. I don't know if you saw. I think it was um, we had the ninth highest wage bill two seasons ago and 11th last season. 
thought we were one of the lowest. <laughs> wow, well, that's what I thought. But he, but, he, he was. He, 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 I think he said it and was like, oh, tried to sort of, you know, make it as if he was trying to be transparent. But um, I thought that was quite interesting. Underwater, that again, the ninth. Down to the loan signings we were getting in. Obviously. Oh, I don't know, but I mean, I think it's, it, it, it's just the myth that we pay one of the lowest in the league, isn't it? We always go with this, or with the fifth, pet, you know, wages and stuff. I thought it was quite interesting. I thought that the comments around us going down and, and the League One, how the FFP works in League One was really interesting. There, there is no, um, there is no FFP. It's it's completely different down there. So. Um, Hence why Ipswich and Sunderland were were, were come, teams come up now with much better squads. Kind of, kind of makes a bit of sense, doesn't it? That these teams are coming up there, they just look like they're ready for the championship, don't they? A lot more than they they did recently, and that's because of the the way they can spend. I mean, Ipswich's team, I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? But but Abit he quickly shut that down, didn't he? There's no plan to go down to come back up again. <laughs> Um, so um, Birmingham then um, what, do we, what are we thinking Doug <sighs> any changes um, I mean there's, I think there's got to be changes whether or not what I think will happen will happen I, I, see, I think Dyke should start I've said obviously Clark Salter should start um, and again like I don't know whether Obviously, Zayad's going to get a run out of left wing back or anything, give power rest. I don't know. It's how many changes you want to make to the team and what availability. And it's just managing those players as well, isn't it? So, but I like, I reckon Dykes will start and I'd like to see Clark Salter start as my changes. But as a preview for the actual game, it's going to be a tough game. We always seem to struggle up at Birmingham sometimes. It's one of those where we either have a good result or a bad result and I'm not feeling confident. You never do, mate. I know. <laughs> How are you, mate? What do you reckon? What would you like to see changes? Same team? Yeah, no, I would like to see changes, but I feel that tomorrow suits Armstrong better. With these away pitches, he seems... and Well... Our pitch is pretty small, right? And then also when we're playing away, teams tend to be more on the front foot, so there's more space in behind. So I feel that I feel that um, he needs a rest, but realistically it should have been the other way around with Dyke starting at home on Saturday and Armstrong starting tomorrow. But he does he has been a bit less effective recently, so it'd be be good to swap him out. Um, and yeah, if we can get Clark Salter back in. I'm up for that, but that's that's my main thoughts, really. Like the, and I don't know what you feel about the Dykes versus Armstrong thing. I actually feel that home games Dykes is more effective because we can't really run in behind as much. Like, can you think of any goals we've scored running in behind at home? As opposed, no, well, I mentioned that at the start. Like, that's what Armstrong needs to do is find a way to find some space at home because there isn't that, you know, the the channels as much to run into, and he needs to find a way to be a bit. Bit more of a fox in the box, I think. But yeah, Louis, what do you reckon, mate? Right yeah. tomorrow on Sky. Going up there tomorrow. Um, Are you? Yeah, uh, drive, my mate's driving up there, so I mean, Birmingham's just what that one one away game you always tend to do, really. <laughs> so uh, seen some good results up there. I think 
I mean, I was feeling positive for the Sunderland and the Swansea game, and that didn't turn out well. So maybe I should say we will lose and we'll go and win. So. But um, no, I, I agree with what you boys were saying. I want to see Clark Sorter in, and maybe you know what Fox might even get a rest because he's played like seems like he's played every minute. Um, so Clark Sorter could maybe come in for him. I agree on Armstrong. I'd like to see something similar to the way we sort of set up at Cardiff. That worked quite well, um, and then. Dykes, well, to, I mean, would you play two up top away? Oh. The only issue we've got, and we've mentioned, we've got nothing else off the bench. That's the problem. So if it's nil nil one losing one nil, it's not what it's not working. We'd, you've yeah, usually got to take someone we've, off. We've just got just got Collie, haven't we? And he's not he's not the answer off the bench at the minute, unfortunately. Well, I want to see Armstrong come on. I was telling Brad, he is alive, by the way. He just turns up for. <laughs> For a player <laughs> podcast, which we've got, we've got next week. So tune in for that. He'll probably be back for that. But I was telling him, I was telling him that wouldn't you like to see Armstrong now? It's kind of with a bit more experience come on for the last 20, 25 minutes when defenders are a bit, t- bit more knackered, and he can, especially in a bigger pitch, he can cause he can cause trouble. Yeah, that's why I can see Dyke starting tomorrow. I just think because. Armstrong came off, didn't he, against Swansea, like 60 minutes. So is that Ainsworth thinking, I want to save him for, for Friday? Uh, I, don't it was, I don't know if it was working. I don't know. Maybe. Possibly. But then, like you say, you've got Armstrong away from home, but then Dykes deserves to start. So <laughs> one or the other, isn't it, really, I suppose, away from home. But... I'd like to see them start together more at home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he's like he's a Wigan last year. We, we had a we played a really good first half and they started together. I think Dykes yeah. Armstrong. Yeah, I, I mean Birmingham away. We shouldn't. Maybe a good time to play them because obviously they started off well, but I think they've lost three and four. I think um, so. We shouldn't really fear going up to play them. I think we could. Things I can't see us taking the game to them really, especially away from home. But I mean, that's one thing I probably should have mentioned earlier about playing at home. Don't you think that we always look like the away side at home? Like no matter every team, they, it's always them who have the ball. They they control it for minute one. It's so annoying to watch. Like we're the home side, and it's like we're trying to play counter-attacking football at home. It just don't work. He's got to break that soon because if that the longer that goes on, we said it a little while ago. The longer that home run of not winning goes on I mean it's already incredible as it is what is it one in 20 I mean that, that is just I, I can't even describe how it, it's does that is I don't even know if that's possible really unless you, you know what I mean in, well, in, at least Dyke scored at the loft end that's good <laughs> uh, you need Jack the stat on because there must be a stat about the amount of goals uh, Dykes have scored out of our last I don't know how many at the loft end I reckon he's responsible for a fair few a few penalties yeah. I think Tim scored didn't he do you remember was it Blackburn oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah he did yeah I think that was the last one it's, it's actually it's sad like you're going up and you're thinking oh my god are we actually going to win today at home um, I'm more confident yeah. away genuinely I'm I'm far more confident when we're playing away it's almost a mentality thing as well. Like they, they must know it, and they must know that a bigger pitch suits them as well. So it's like they have got to find another way, find a way. Yeah. Like who said that Warnock or someone would always say, find a way. Yeah, I think we um 
I, I was uh, me and Brad were chatting about uh, just quickly to end on um, Ozzy Kakai, and we were chat. We had a bit of a debate about him, and and um, it's always a bit of a touchy subject, isn't it? Because he's got a bit, you know, he's a homegrown lad come through the ranks. But I always feel if he was anybody else that hadn't done that, he would probably wouldn't still be playing, or he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be as um, immune to the criticism. But sometimes I just he just really frustrates me, and I, I don't know. Anyone got any views? Anyone love him? <laughs> I mean, I suppose in the back three, he's obviously a bit more. He looks actually fairly solid, to be fair. In the back three, as a right sided centre off. But say we switch back to a four, he just he then just turns into what he is in, as a right back. He's just I don't know. I really, you know, he'll have a couple of good games, but. Like, not for me, and I think he's out of contract in the next se- uh, at the end of this season. So is he? I think Gareth's a big fan of him, though, isn't he? Um, yeah. But yeah, I just think he's got. I don't know. With all the defensive options coming in, I don't know if he needs to step it up a bit, possibly. Dobson supposedly said he's like fully part of the leadership group now. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, isn't he got? Isn't he the buddy or something of new players or or up up and coming up and coming players? I'm not sure. Some someone told me this. I didn't listen to the actual interview. Yeah. But... Uh right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, he's he's like anyone coming up. Anyone coming up from the youth, he, they, he's their buddy. Also, he like but like gets them uh... into the group and stuff like that. Welcomes them in. I mean, look, he's a nice guy. That's what he tries hard. And 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 for ten or fifteen minutes, sometimes he looks decent. <laughs> but I just, I just, <laughs> I, I do. I don't... <laughs> ten or fifteen minutes out of a ninety just isn't enough, though, is it? Let's be honest. Uh, and it's harsh because I do really want to like him. Well, I actually. I think he's been a little bit better recently. Yeah, he is better in that three on the right. I feel like he's better, but I just I don't know. We it was he was frustrating me a little bit against Swansea and and against Sunderland. He was getting skinned every by Jack Clark constantly, but he kept showing him on the onto the side that he wanted to go on, which was annoying me even more. Um, all right, lads, quickly then to end Birmingham. Any result? Anyone? I'm going to go one 0 win. There you go. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to pen- we haven't had a penalty for ages, have we? Was last time we had a penalty? Was it Reading? How oh, last season? Oh. I can't think of another one. Did we have one against Sheffield United last season and miss it? Or was that the year before? Yeah, That's a year we before. Where's Jack? Yeah, yeah. I feel like <laughs> he's on holiday. Yeah. I reckon two two tomorrow. Two-two. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go one-one. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think we can get something because of the form they probably hit. It's not great. Good time to play them. Um, so yeah, I think we'll get a point. But I'm just trying to be positive after the last two home games. It's hard to be. It is hard to be positive, but like you say, we've spoken about our away form, and we do tend to play better away, don't we? So, yeah. Go optimistic one all, I think. I agree with Dunk. <laughs> <laughs> nice, cool. All right, lads. Well, cheers for coming on. Um, we'll be back next week because, like I said, we've got a player next week from the club, so we won't, we won't say who it is, but um, look out for that next week. And uh, thanks for listening. Yours. Yours.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.